Welcome to our November 6th worship service from North Coast United Methodist Church. Take courage, my friends. God is with us. God's Spirit abides in us. Even as God shakes the heavens and the earth, God's promises remain steadfast and true. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you through this time of worship. Amen. Let's join together in our call to worship. Come to Christ, our living vine. We come to Christ's presence, filled with the possibility of new life. Be planted in fertile soil, deep and rich with God's promises. We welcome God's growth in times of transition and change. Open your hearts and minds to the spirit that nurtures and sustains us. We open our lives to the one who calls us to worship. Amen. everything. It's Elijah. He's been walking around with his new buddy, Elisha. And Elisha looks up to Elijah 
and he wants to be just like him. So Elijah's been through a lot. He was trying to convince a whole group of people that the person they were following was wrong, got run out of town, and God sent the ravens to feed him, helped him find that river. Then the river ran dry and sent him to that widow. And the widow's food never ran away, and God was still there. The widow's poor son died. God was still there and brought the boy back to life. He went back to the village and convinced all of them not to follow Baal anymore by that amazing display of the rocks and the flames and the water. <laughs> How amazing was God? And and then he ran away again to hide, to protect himself. And that quiet voice inside once again proved that God has always there for you. And he shook the earth and blew the wind and had the rain come. And God was still there. So here is Elisha following God following Elijah and doing all of these amazing things. And now it's at the end. So here they are walking around and everyone's like, Oh, Hey, it's your last day, buddy. Oh, Hey, it's your last day, buddy. And poor Elijah and Elisha are like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <sighs> so they get to this river. They get to the Jordan river. We all know about the Jordan river, right? So he parts the river and they get there and God's got one more amazing thing that God does because God can't just let him go on one little tiny thing, right? This is Elijah we're talking about. Elijah's got to do the most amazing, crazy thing, right? He makes this super cool thing happen. So this big, amazing thing, a chariot of fire comes down and whoosh, makes Elijah, picks him up puts him on it, and there he goes. Why? And he waves down. Bye, Elijah. Bye. Crazy, right? But that's God. God does impossible things because he's in our heart. That's our God. God is this big, amazing thing in our life that does impossible things for us. That's God, right? That is just amazing because you stick with God. You stick with God all the way to the end and he will take care of you in ways that you could never imagine. I loved this series. I'm so excited for the next one. It's going to be a short one, just a two one because of Thanksgiving. And then we start on Advent, which is the best story.
together in prayer. Loving God, we thank you for all those who have planted your word and grown in faith before us. Guide us as your church. Plant your word in our hearts and your faith in our lives that we might carry your message of love and hope to a world in need. By the grace and love of Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's join together in the prayer that Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's join together in our words of assurance. When we stand and wait for God, we find mercy and grace in the yearning of our hearts. When we seek the one who is our hope and our salvation, we discover a presence that no earthly emptiness can touch. Amen.
Our scripture today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things and parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seeds fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Listen, then, to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their hearts. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, the only... They only last a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falls among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and deceitfulness of wealth choke the world, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we thank you for all the times that we have time to sit and just communicate with you. Be with us today in this time of communication as we once again look at this this scripture and we weigh through what it means to grow with the things that bother us. To grow with the things that that challenge us. What it means to grow with the things that we need to worry about so that we can see ourselves grow through them and see process. Be with us today as you go on these journeys with us. In your son's precious and loving name I pray. Amen. I know it's been a few weeks since that we've used this scripture before, but today I I want to address it again because um, this past week was All Saints Day. It's a day that we celebrate the individuals in our lives who have had a major impact on our lives, that have been with us, that have have watched us grow, who have watched us become who we are within our life identities. And I know that I sort of addressed this last week. I know last week I 
spoke about the mentors and so forth. But as we as we look at this scripture today, and as you see me, I'm going to bounce around. I want to pull the scripture up so that I can read it through this conversation. As, as we look at this scripture today, I, I want us to really think about the people who took a minute, who invested time in our lives that actually gave us a chance. I've shared a lot of life stories in my life, and uh, one that I have not shared, I don't think I've shared since I've lived on the West Coast, but it's a story that's very important to me and pertinent, excuse me, to this conversation, and it's very important and pertinent to me sitting in this chair right now. Now, I've shared through different conversations the Sunday school mentor in my life who was the first person that really grabbed my attention on what faith can do for me. I've shared in conversations about the college chaplain who was the first person that showed me a a passionate person willing to display love to other people. But one person that I haven't shared in this journey is an SPRC representative from Bristol, Tennessee, who defended a very, very young man in being on this path. I I am blessed. I am blessed by an individual who knew that success takes time. I am blessed by an individual that could see passion over results to give passion an opportunity to produce results. And now here I am from this first paid position. I had many youth jobs that I volunteered for beginning at the age of 18, but my first job out of out of college, well, my first job out of college was I made donuts, but we moved back to the hometown where my school was, Bristol. We lived in Bristol, Virginia. But this church was in Bristol, Tennessee, and at this church, the SPRC chair took a chance, hired a very young uh, individual to to step in and to lead youth ministry. Uh, this was 97, so I was 22 years old, almost 23 years old, and taking a chance on a very young person to lead youth ministry at their church. And I'm blessed that this SPRC chair, and I've named many people, I'll name Don Davis right now uh, for giving me a chance because, well, there there was an issue. And this is something that I've held on to over time. Uh, There is a reality on the results that we're going to get and the timing of those results. We've talked about Kairos over time. It's God's time. And God's time doesn't match our time, and sometimes it takes the seed a little bit longer to grow than we're ready for. And I started there. I had a three-month evaluation time in in my time, and the SBRC at that church was not pleased with the results that they have seen up to that point. They were not pleased with how things haven't immediately taken root and hadn't immediately started to grow. And to my betterment, 
to to my blessing, this dear SPRC chair, Don Davis, said, I see the passion. I see the desire. Let's give them a chance. And three years later, when I left to move to go away to seminary, there was growth. There was three programs a week. There was Sunday school. There was a change. And that change, that change would not have had an opportunity to take root, to find its place, and to grow without Don Davis, SBRC chair of First United Methodist Church, Bristol, Tennessee, advocating for a very young Michael Drew Davis. I see the passion. I see the desire. Let's let this happen. Let's let's see this through. Let's give it a chance. So, honestly, I don't know if, if Mr. Davis is still around or not, but I, I send my gratitude to him, and we'll attempt to send this video to him as I sit here as, <laughs> all right, so... 97 I'm I'm 22 years old as I sit here 20 <laughs> holy moly 26 years later as a head pastor of North Coast United Methodist Church in Oceanside California so Mr. Don Davis thank you but let's look at the scripture today as we as we look at Matthew 13 and we we look at this conversation about the wheat and the weeds and I, I think about my life journey within this story of the wheat and the weeds, because here I am. I'm sitting here as a, a fruitful growth, as the wheat that had an opportunity to grow because we didn't pull the weeds and the wheat together. We gave everything a chance to grow in the flourish. We gave everything a chance to take root and to find its place. It's my journey not being pulled out of the ground three months into a growth that I just did math in my head 26, late, 26 years later that showing fruits and, and benefits of, of this I I sit here within a blessing because just like the narrative here in Matthew 13 someone somewhere said I see the passion I see the opportunity let's not throw away the possibility to remove the weeds There's so much that we deal with as human beings we deal with the shortcomings of being individuals that that live within the limitations of flesh in john wesley's own words john wesley shares that we are individuals constantly moving on towards perfection we and even even within that well we look at it again i'll share it again john wesley we are individuals constantly moving on towards perfection. I look at the reality of John Wesley's stages of grace. And we, we deal with the stages of grace. It's one of my standard teaching points. Provenient grace, Christ before we know God. The Holy Spirit before we can proclaim 
who the Holy Spirit is. Justifying grace, the intentional interaction with the Holy Spirit. And then sustaining grace is the times that we are walking side by side with the Holy Spirit and we don't even have to try. We're just doing it. But even within John Wesley's explanation of sustaining grace, there exists the reality that we tumble in the weeds. There exists the realities that we stumble and fall off. But thankfully, what we understand about grace is the reality that grace is not something that we can ever lose. We can't take away something that we didn't start. Jesus Christ, through the actions of the death, burial, and resurrection, sparked and provided what we respond to when we are responding to grace. So we exist in this reality. And we exist in reality that there's something that's given to us that can't be taken away. And then we get in these moments that we have the heart, we have the passion, we're not seeing the results. But somewhere, there is a voice advocating for us, just like the the narrative in, in Matthew 13 of give them, don't pull the weeds because you might pull out the weed. Give them both a chance to grow, and then we can separate them after that they have found their fullness. And then the weeds can be set aside and the wheat can be used for the nourishment. I that phrasing was an accident, but I I like that phrasing so that they can grow to their fullness. I have seen within myself or within the examples of so many other people that we are so ready to stop things because the weeds are too thick to see through. We far too many times are too willing to put things aside that truly deserve the opportunity to find their wholeness because we can't see through the weeds. And I think about this narrative in this parable. This farmer is saying, give it a chance. Give it a chance to grow. Once upon a time, many, many years ago, Don Davis, SPRC chair, First United Methodist Church, Bristol, Tennessee, gave a young Michael Drew Davis opportunity to find his wholeness and identity. And there's a blessing in that because I'm sitting here and I'm talking to you 26 years later, experiencing the wholeness in it. There's too many other things that we've we've pulled the weeds out so that something else could ends up not finding its wholeness. We want to pull the weeds before finding the potential. I, I think about everything that I advocate for now. I think about advocating for individuals who just want a place at the table of grace, but there is something within their life that another disagrees with that we pull the chair away before they sit down. Pulling the chair away is pulling out the weeds before the harvest has its potential to find its wholeness. I think about programs 
that maybe that we're afraid to start. And we don't even plant the seed in the ground. We, we let the weeds have control before that the seed's even in the ground. So we pull the chair away from the table of grace before a program even has a chance to see the light of day. I think about dear things that we pull the chair of grace away from ourselves. That, hey, I don't think I can do this. Hey, I don't have these gifts. I don't have these fruits. But it's the journey. It's the journey that leads us to these places of fulfilling, finding our wholeness and identity that reveals the strengths that are in it. Grace is not something that's just sitting there and we have it. Grace is also a journey. When I think about the proclamation of what justifying grace is, justifying grace is the journey that we go on so that we can find the fulfillment in our growth, that we can find our wholeness and identity, that we can see the potential from not letting the weeds quelch the the crop even before we plant the seed. I want us to think about that. I want us to hold that wholeness and identity in our hearts. As much as I am grateful today for the SBRC chair, Don Davis of First United Methodist Church of Bristol, Tennessee, for giving a young Drew Davis the opportunity to find his place in service. As I read that in this parable from Christ about don't pull the weeds out yet because you may accidentally pull out the wheat. Letting us grow through the actions of justifying grace with the weeds so that we can find our wholeness and identity. And when we find our wholeness and identity through the path of justifying grace with Jesus Christ, then the weeds wither away, but the fruitful crop prospers. Hold on to those things. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. God is love. We'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us. Let's join together in our prayer of giving. Gracious God, you have filled this house with your splendor, even as you have filled our lives with abundance and grace. Transform these gifts we return to you that they may glorify you and shine your light upon the world. Transform our lives that we too may be filled with your splendor and reflect your glory and grace. Amen.
in the midst of your darkness shining jesus light of the world shine upon us set us free by the truth you now bring us shine on me shine on me shine jesus shine Once again, for joining us in worship, let's join together in our closing benediction. Go forth, good seeds of this world. Guard God's promises well, that you may be planted in fertile soil. Harvest with love and grace, that your gifts may be a blessing to all. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. God is love. Amen.